You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this podcast on Lone Star Community Radio. If you like this show or other shows on Lone Star Community Radio, make sure to subscribe to them on YouTube and iTunes and also Google Play. Uh, if you have any questions about sponsorships or being a guest on these kind of shows, make sure you email me. I'm the station manager. Hi, my name is Dick, and you can email me at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com, or you can call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Just want to let you know we're here to support Montgomery County, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome one and all, and good afternoon. I am Jake LaFleur. I am your host of the show you are listening to, the wonderful and amazing Jake from Sports Talk. Here on Lone Star Community Radio, we are broadcasting from the Lone Star Community Radio studios from downtown beautiful Conroe, Texas. Can't get any better. It's it's bright and sunny out right now, and uh, I, I just learned today that we're having a tropical storm uh, headed our way, and I didn't know that prior to this morning. So, you know, I, I don't. I guess I need to watch a little more news. I'm I'm out of the loop here on this one, <laughs> and now I'm being awkwardly stared at by my station manager, slash co-host, slash engineer for the day, who is currently munching on some. some oh yeah, cheese it. When, the... when you find something under the su- under the studio desk, you eat it, right? <laughs> Slightly it's kind, of, it's kind of the rule. Six months old. Are those, are those the white cheddar ones? Yeah, those are my favorite cheese. Favorites. Those are my favorites. <laughs> uh, like I said, we are broadcasting from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios. You can find out more about my show and all the wonderful shows that this uh, the studio has to offer, whether it be a talk show like mine or the many other ones that we have between 10 to 3 p.m. every Monday through Friday, or the various uh, music shows that we have here, uh, like Mornings with Lone Star, which my station manager and co-host and engineer is the host of. I am, and don't forget, Rick the Reluctant Cowboy comes after your show. Yeah, he's up uh, every every weekday, Monday through Friday, from three to seven. Rick the Reluctant Cowboy. He has afternoons with Lone Star. That's what it is, right? Yeah, afternoons with Lone Star. So, lots of stuff here. You can find out more about all these shows and more on irlonestar.com. While you're there, you can always listen live worldwide. And again, that's IRLoneStar.com. Or if you're in this beautiful city or beautiful county of Montgomery County, Texas, you can listen on FM 104.5 and 106.1. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to my show on the various forms of social media like Facebook, Google Play, iTunes, or YouTube at Jake from Sports Talk. And you can also interact with me live during the show on Facebook or email me at Jake from Sports Talk at gmail.com. All right, there we go. I've gotten all the, the liners, the promos, everything that I need to get out there so my station manager stays happy. How are you doing today, Dick? You, you having, a, having a good Wednesday here? Yeah, there's a lot going on. You had an important meeting this morning, didn't you? Well, uh, yeah, I was with the Chamber of Commerce. Ooh, so we like to, I like to help out, volunteer, whatever they need help with. Well, that's good. This, I mean, they do a lot for us here, too. Uh-huh. So we, we appreciate the, the Chamber of Commerce, the various ones that are around in this area. We They... They do a lot of good work, so we, we, we do appreciate it. But anyways, well, let's get back to what we are here for, sports talk. 
It's another Wednesday. It's great to be back for another edition of Jake from Sports Talk. And it's great to have all you back here with me. I, I enjoy having you every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. I was about to say Eastern. We were talking about the difference between Eastern and Central time. I was giving Dick a little time lesson for all of you, the, for all those listening right now. Did you know that the state of Nevada does not have a time change? So that means the fight between Conor McGregor and uh, Money Floyd Mayweather coming up this Saturday. It starts 9 Eastern. So, so if it's 9 Eastern, Dick, what time is that? Central. 8. Oh, yay. He got it right. And then it's a two-hour difference between here and Nevada. So it'll actually start at six, but that's main card. So the main card, uh, we learned, has four fights on it. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that if it starts here at 8 o'clock, the McGregor-Mayweather fight will probably start about somewhere between 10.30 and 11, um, basing it off of kind of how the UFC schedule goes. It's exciting to have you know that coming up this weekend. Lots of anticipation. Um Vegas one casino came out and said they are currently, if McGregor were to win in a certain fa- in a particular fashion, and I think it was knockout in like the third round or the fourth round. Well, it was one of the earlier rounds. If he were to win by knockout in one of the earlier rounds, they would be on the hook for three billion dollars for just that one specific bet. Not let alone not including you know if McGregor wins or anything else like that. $3 billion, one casino only. So it's going to be an interesting fight. A ton of the uh, the betting money has gone towards uh, McGregor's way because, I mean, what's the point in betting in Mayweather? You're not going to win anything if you win, but you're not going to win anything significant. So it's kind of pointless. But, yeah, so we're back, and we're going to talk some football today. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, we have our first college football games coming up this Saturday as well, August 26th. Really happy to have college football back. Uh, I've got my (laughs) – I'm actually not even representing NCAA uh, Division I football right now. I'm uh, representing the FCS division with my burnt – or I don't even wouldn't call it burnt orange. I don't even know what kind of orange this would be, tangerine orange maybe. It's the same Houston Bearcat orange. I've got the blue little horsey to go with it. And then uh, on my head – I'm representing the Marymount Saints of Arlington, Virginia. Uh, my brother played college across there, and uh, and so we're big, we're big fans. They don't even have a football team, so yeah, I'm really supporting the the football NCAA pride right there. But uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, the first AP polls were released this past weekend, and we will go through the top 25 with the segment called "A Real or Fake." where I tell you whether I think the ranking is legitimate, a uh, one or one to laugh at. So uh, plus public enemy number one in the NFL has some big news announced about his future this past week. So stay tuned to find out who that public enemy number one is and what implications this could have on the number one sport in America. And finally, hot off the tape, fresh off the wire, Kyrie Irving last night gets traded away. Going over to the Celtics in exchange for Isaiah Thomas, plus a few other things we'll get into. We'll dive into that a little bit more, too. Uh, We're going to talk about what that means for both the teams, for the Eastern Conference and the NBA, and for the NBA as a whole. What what, what this is going to happen, or what this is going to, you know, imply, or if this is going to have any effect on the NBA as, as a whole. So, but first, let's look at what's happened in the world of sports since we last met in a week in a wrap. 
So MLB announces this week that they are going to put into play a universal behavioral code for fans attending games that will start uh, next season. Uh, this is something that has been coming for some time. They've already mentioned that they wanted to put something like this in place. It's kind of been pushed up uh, or rushed into process now due to a few incidents this year, um, especially the the highlighted one from the very beginning of the year, practically the very beginning of the season um, with the Boston Red Sox fans and the outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles and Adam Jones, uh, racial slurs being said his way while the uh, during the play of game. So uh, MLB is basically responding and saying, hey, look, we don't condone this. They're trying to stay ahead of the curve and, and not make the um, – irrational uh, jump to conclusion or ir- irrational reaction like say i don't know espn with robert lee uh, if you haven't heard the story go, go and, and just google this really quick robert lee is a uh, broadcaster for the university of virginia's espn station so the espn station that uh, channel that covers uh, the university of virginia uh, they have robert lee as their uh, main or I don't know if he's the main broadcaster or, is, or if he's the color commentator, but um, they basically had a meeting with him. Everybody agreed, all parties agreed that for the first game he should step aside and not broadcast the game due to his name. Now, I I'm not gonna get into the politics of the statues or anything like that. If you really want to know my politics and my beliefs. Go listen to the show that's on before this one, every or um, today's rerun of it on YouTube. Go to Montgomery County Lifestyle and look up um, their 823 show. So today's date, Montgomery County Lifestyle. I talk a little bit more about there uh, that there. But I don't want to get into that on this show because the show is sports-related. But the fact that ESPN suspended, or not suspended, but, but set aside this guy's career for potentially more than one game. We'll see how it, how it goes on a just overreaction, complete overreaction. If you go and look at this, this gentleman, he is an Asian American. He, he has no resemblance of white heritage at all within his. Well, what's in the name? Robert Ely? No, I, I don't even think his middle name is E. I know, I th- so I'm wondering. I, I think I'm it's curious. just Robert Lee. And, and couldn't and, you if, just call him Robert Bo- on the air? Call him Bob. Yeah. If it's that big, call him Bob. I mean, come on. It, it's. It's an overreaction on ESPN's part, and it's quite, it's quite hysterical in, in all reality. So well, it makes you wonder who's the one that originally go, hey, we might have an issue with this. Some PR freak upstairs at ESPN. Do you think he did like a control F on all the <laughs> roster of ESPN employees and said, who has names similar? To Robert E. Lee. Yeah. I'm trying to think of everything there. Because you can get out of slippery slope if you go that way. Well, I, I, I've just, you know, if you're a sports commentator, you usually have a nickname, too. Right, so yeah. why can't you just call him by the name? I mean, yeah, Coach Bob. You know, you could have gone so many different ways, so many different ways. Anyways, on to the next one. Odell Beckham Jr. suffers a high ankle sprain in the Giants' preseason game against the Browns during uh, the ten to six loss for the Giants. Uh, the larger loss would be of Odell Beckham Jr. He uh, could potentially miss. Now they're saying the first opening uh, opening season game against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, in other news from this game. Um, we had uh, a, over a dozen players take a knee during the national anthem of um, multiple, you know, ethnic backgrounds, and uh, every one of the players that was taking a knee had a 
uh, fellow teammate standing behind them with a hand on their shoulder. Wouldn't you say the biggest loss, though, for the uh, Giants was actually losing to the Browns? No, because it's preseason. It doesn't matter. Oh, the Browns can't even have one win? No, Browns will win. They won't be the worst team this year. No, the Jets will be the worst team this year, and and I'm sure the uh, the the Browns are very very happy about that because they they're not going to be the complete laughing stock of the of the uh, NFL. So that's good to hear. Uh, in other NFL news, um, Buffalo Bills Anquan Bolden will not play this year due to his retirement announcement, saying my life's purpose is bigger than football. That's very sweet and humble. Not a big deal as far as implications go. Bills are going to be the Bills with or without him, and that's going to be terrible. So uh, NBA launching an investigation into the Lakers and Magic Johnson for tampering with the uh, Paul George trade talks to um, in between uh, the Pacers and the Oklahoma Thunder. Um, not a whole lot there because they're not going to be able to prove it. And uh, if you get a chance today, go look up uh, the unbelievable catch by the Little League World, Se- uh, World Series player, uh, for Pennsylvania, he's the center fielder, Jack Regney, and it's R-E-G-E-N-Y-E. Uh, in the fourth inning against Chinese Taipei, he jumped up and robbed a home run, probably the greatest catch of the year so far. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little soccer and a little basketball. We're going to get a Dick Schistler's uh, soccer talk in for this month, hopefully. Hopefully that's all it is. Maybe maybe it'll be more than one week. But All right, you're listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Attention movie lovers, The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. I had another person say that they really like this song. So, I, I, have you have you officially come around on this, Dick? Are we are we there yet? If I if I uh, every time I hear it, I hear something different. It is. It's 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 awesome. Maybe one day we'll get the people who created it in the studio. We'll have to find them. Search. Where's my intern to do that? Uh, that's me. <laughs> and me. I guess right now I can look it up. We're, we're all, no, no, you don't have to look it up because I need you for soccer talk. Oh, okay. It's soccer talk 
with Dick Schisler. We gotta come up with a better name than that. Yeah. I, I, we need something catchier than kicking that. Kicking it with Dick. <laughs> kicking it with Dick. There we go. There you go. Soccer like talk during the kicking it with Dick segment. Woo! I like that one. So. What's on the uh, the well, soccer agenda? Uh, soccer agenda. I just wanted to talk about the new VAR system being implemented across uh, professional soccer leagues. Uh, what VAR is the uh, video assistant referee? Do you hear anything about what this is? I, I've heard I've heard a little bit, but uh, for all uh, MLB officials out there that that you know are considering going to VAR, listen up, please. And uh, um, my sister in law, <coughs> listen up. This this could be uh, in baseball's future. Well, uh, it's funny because there was a lot of arguments with goal line technology a couple years ago, and with the World Cup coming up, they're really trying to solve some of the major issues commercially with soccer, uh, which is you know the offside calls and the goals and the fouls and the diving. Diving's always been a big issue with soccer uh, because a lot of people think it's pansies when people you know fall over and grab yeah. their face when clearly they get hit in the leg or something. So the FIFA, as an organization, is trying to figure out how to implement these systems fairly. And certain leagues have already installed it. The Major League Soccer is one of the first to have VAR, Video Assistant Refereeing. And then uh, the German League, Bundesliga, has done it. Uh, the Premier League is going to be doing it next year. Uh, and then I believe they, they slated it for the World Cup. They've got it in place for the World They're Cup? They're going to get it in place for the World Cup. Uh, really what's cool about it, uh, they have to be in soccer. The rules of the refereeing is huge responsibility for the one rep that you see running on the field he is the main guy who makes all the decisions all the final decisions because he even does the report after the game because he gives out uh, a little basically a sheet of who yeah. he, who he called out for who did all the fouls you always see him writing stuff down because uh, it's really important to keep that those things on paper because sometimes when they rule f- uh, red cards and stuff after the fact they actually use his notes uh, the four things they're going to be using the VAR system for are for goals. So basically every goal that's scored, uh, there's going to be a video assistant referee up in the booth checking every single goal. That might not mean it's going to change or going to interrupt the game or anything. They're going to check the goal. Uh, penalty decisions, uh, red card decisions. It doesn't include yellow cards, so it's just red cards. Why Why, did, why doesn't it include yellows? Because they uh, really the – I would say the respect of the ref because the ref – on the field has, like I said, he's the main guy. Yeah. So they don't want to take power away from that main guy. Yeah. And litigating down to yellow cards, that's too much time because you got to keep the flow of the game going. Yeah. Because red cards, you're pulling a player off the field. So it's important to make that the right decision. And there's going to be some commotion behind it. It's going to slow down the game anyway. Oh, yes. And then uh, mistaken identity for awarding a red or a yellow. What? Well, it has happened in soccer before where the ref can't see everything on the field. Uh, and he gives the yellow card or red card to the wrong person. Uh, if anyone <laughs> has on a computer right now, look up this really great moment. I believe it was a couple years ago, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Uh, the ref red carded a care, uh, player named Karen Gibbs, who looks very similar to the person who caused the foul. And uh, the commotion on the field was so confusing because if you can imagine, everyone saw who committed the foul, and the ref goes the opposite direction to this other guy and shows him the red card and the guy's like wait a second me like i was over here like i was on the opposite end of the field uh so it's pretty funny look it up it's karen gibbs and oxdale chamberlain's uh, red card mistaken red card that's a good way to search it so i i guess my concern would be that the appeal to soccer for me is that unlike other sports it's it's a finite clock and it's very yes the time you know it's going to be two hours the time's actually kept by the ref 
So yeah. he writes down every foul. He keeps that in mind so when they go to an extra time. But he, you don't think this will slow down the sport? Well, uh, that's what they're trying to figure out. So depending on Lee, they're they're doing certain procedures. So, for example, in the Bundesliga, the video assistant referee is doing all four of those things constantly. And he tells the ref yes or no. Oh, so it's in real time. So the ref, the ref on the field doesn't blow his whistle, stop the gameplay. Basically, he's just continued doing his ref business, and then he gets a yes or no. And so, like, what, what if it's like a red card decision? Well, if it's a red card decision, then usually it takes about a minute to even execute the red card because the guy has to get off the field and whatnot. And within that time, the the referee, video referee, will you know tell him in this earpiece, "No, you were wrong. It was actually an act, you know whatever." Yeah. And he can retract the red card right then. Just tell him to come back on. Huh. It's already happened a couple times for uh, penalties. Uh, because a lot of times when there's a penalty uh, being called or not called, the change of play, sometimes it, the ball goes out of bounds, and when the ball goes out of bounds, that's when they go, oh, hey, it was a penalty, so we need to go over there and do the penalty kick. Uh, that's happened a couple times so far. That's a little odd, though, to, to, to progress and play and then have to go back and, and do they put time yeah, back on not, the clock? It's not as dramatic as you're making it sound. It's not like a whole five minutes could pass. No, uh, it, it's, no. It's, it happens pretty it, quick. It happens pretty quick, Okay, and like I said, the video referees are always watching. So whenever there is a questionable thing about a penalty, then they look. So uh, what they've done during like the Euro Champions, the ref is actually the one, kind of like similar to how the coach during football, they throw the red flag. Yeah. The red flag. That's what they tried out, is the ref would actually go, let me, let me do a little VAR situation. <laughs> uh, and that slowed down the game because the well, ref on the field would be the one initiating the decision, like saying, hey, guys upstairs, Check it out, and that would be my big, my biggest concern as as a soccer fan because I don't want to lose that pace of play. Oh no! And soccer is slow, in my opinion. Soccer is very slow in general. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't want to make it any slower for the consumer, especially if you're not in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. So it's and and what's important with these is keeping the pace going, especially with the players. Are part of the reason why the game's so slow is they might be arguing to do a video assistant referee call. Yeah. And that's just, you don't do that. Like, it's kind of funny. There's some funny uh, mic'd up uh, rugby league uh, referees saying, like, this isn't soccer. You don't come up to me and complain. Yeah. Because uh, they actually have really strict rules in rugby where the captain's the only one allowed to speak to the referee about any type of decision. Uh, if any other player goes up to them, they they put them on the sideline for X amount of minutes. Are you a rugby fan, too? Uh I not really. I don't really follow, but it's a lot of fun to watch live. If you ever have an opportunity, to go check it out. One. It's a lot of fun because it's just. I mean, these dudes hit really hard. Talk about concussions. Oh, I'm but, sure. Uh, I'm sure. But it's also. I just learn more about refereeing decisions because it's really interesting. In soccer. That's one of the biggest complaints is everybody crowds the ref. Yeah. And so now it's in a. It's it's a almost a yellow card offense now. Depending on the ref, if you come up to him and tell him to view it on video. Uh, but in the end, the main ref can call uh, the final decision at any time. He's the one that makes the final decision. Uh, he can also make the call without VAR, so he doesn't have to listen to those refs. So even if they uh, overturn him upstairs, if then they tell him like, hey, they're they're giving him the suggestion from the video assistant referee. Same thing with the linesman, and the, they always give the opinion, their opinion. So the ref can't see everything, but yeah. the ref can also take other things into consideration. Like for example, say this guy's been hitting this guy the whole game and yeah. say the foul that in question was a light foul but he's like you know what building up to this he's been really rough we gotta get him off the field because he's gonna be doing something stupid 
and so we're gonna give him his second yellow card or something like that. I think that allows for some some gray area though. Some for some. Oh yeah. Well, what's nice now in soccer too, what they're implementing is uh, post post effect cards. So for example, if uh, they review plays that are a red card, they go over it after the fact and say we're gonna give you a five match ban, two match ban, one match ban, or actually we're gonna take it away. Nothing really bad happens. See, and I don't have a problem there. I, when it comes down to the yellow cards. I don't like that it carries over to the next game. It, that's just the way the league is played. No, and I know, and that's so, just, it's how it's always kind of been. But it just why, it, it keeps it interesting, that's for sure. And especially in tournament style play, where well, yeah, it's that's crucial, where, that's where, it where you want to be huge. at the next game. Uh, and then also your registry, similar like in football, where you can only register so many players, and if you lose a player, then you're like, man, we're kind of you're down, you're down. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with this new system, it's kind of fun to see it. Because a lot of people complain about the offsides. A lot of people complain about the, the diving. And now they have a system in place where it'd be great to see the divers get you actually know, penalized. Out, actually penalize a game or two. And, it, and some some teams, it's crucial for those players to play. Yeah. So they don't have the full man roster. Yeah. Either. Yeah. So, I mean, MLB, listen up. I mean, we, we, we've got the technology. We can, we can implement a, a robotic, or not a robotic, but a, a censored strike zone to where we don't need a man back there. Calling a ball that's three, you know, three inches off the plate a strike. So well, I, I, I disagree with that. You disagree with that? I you think, think you should I have an umpire behind it? An umpire behind it makes what baseball is. I mean, think about who argues the most with umpires. That umpire is probably like the one umpire when he argues that with. Am I correct? Like on most occasions. Well, yeah, but so you're gonna miss out on the cool arguments from the managers. So but, they scratch that, and then uh, you don't get the uh, human error aspect of the game. Yeah, well, I don't want the human error aspect. I want I want to be able to to not have to go and be frustrated at an umpire because they can't. Yeah. I mean, we're doing it in every other at every Did other you have base. A bad experience in kids pitch or something. Like no, that? me me and umpires and referees have never got along very well. If my my family and my coaches were here, they would, yeah, That's they would great. they would back me up. Me and me and coaches have never got along. Um, well, to leave the soccer talk. Yeah. Uh, so that's being implemented in MLS currently. And so if you're watching soccer here in the United States, oh, yeah. you can see this in action. Uh, and then if you watch the Bundesliga, you see it in action. And expect it in the World Cup viewing because they're trying to figure out a way not to interrupt the flow of the game, but also to educate people what's happening. Well, I wanted to ask you, speaking of World Cup talk, I wanted to ask you, um, the U.S. put a joint bid in the other, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. for the World Cup in 2024. Okay. What do you think? about doing a joint bid, you know, because I know, like, Brazil did it, right? It was all Brazil. Yeah. So why? Well, Brazil's pretty big. Well, uh, so is the U.S. Yeah. Like, well, I think it really comes down to the strength of the bid. And we've already seen so many different variations of, like, Qatar got it. And well, yeah, Qatar but is the, tiny. And so that was kind of suspicious. How can they really support the influx of the amount of people going there lots of drugs drugs and money well well, yes but i think doing uh if you don't know about the mls they're really branding themselves as central and north america soccer so we already have a couple teams in uh Canada, canada and central america fans are really growing here for the MLS. If you, hmm. A lot of the MLS signings are big. Are like We have a lot of the uh, Mexican national teams, uh, team players in the MLS. Those are the big few signings in the past year. Like the, the people who start for the United States, or not United States, Mexico's national team are playing in the MLS. So there's a huge group of people. So, but prior to the bid, FIFA came out and said, 
no Europe, no Asia. And the only other country in South America, I don't think any of the other countries other than Brazil yeah. could have supported it. So Brazil's off the table. It's South smart, America's off the table. It's a smart move for... Well, we would have been competing with Africa. So, And you don't think we could have beaten out Africa by ourselves? I think if you're trying to guarantee it, then no. I mean, really? I, yeah. So we just need to send them like 60 pounds that, of cocaine. I think that also the marketers know that if we do it together, it'll grow. No, and I, and I, the I get it. And soccer in the United States. I get it, but as a as a traveler and as a soccer fan in the United States, am I going to be guaranteed that every game I, I I'm not guaranteed that every game I want to see, I'm going to be able to easily travel to. Because if I've got to go to Canada, if I got to go to Mexico, well, you would already have that in the United States anyway. They would be primarily on east and west coasts so you'll be traveling almost the furthest different uh, distance no and i, and I'm if it was I just get the it. united states i know i get it but it's it it's more of a hassle to deal with customs and everything going yeah. through over a border rather than having it all so i don't know as a consumer no and i wouldn't go to any games i like watching them at home anyways better so well i know some people who do that's what they do they go travel a close friend of mine that's what their family does they all go to the world cup I mean, that's cool. I would like to go to one eventually, but and maybe by 2024, I'll have millions of dollars. I can go wherever I want, wherever the World Cup is. But so. no, it's uh, it's gonna be fun. I think that's a smart move, business move for the longevity of popular of soccer in yeah. the United States. Because I, I'm not criticizing like I it. Said, I just wanted to get your A lot of the opinion. fans are from Mexico. A lot of the fans from uh, MLS are from. Yeah, Mexico, I'm not. So. Like I said, I'm not criticizing it. I just I I wanted to get your opinion. I didn't know. I, I it makes no difference to me one way or the other. Yeah. It was interesting that Trump came out and supported it. I thought that was yeah. quite interesting. So, um, but uh, he probably if, wants to test the border. Probably, what, what that's probably, all about. yeah. His his wall will be up by then. So, um, the VAR testing, we can see that in action in uh, the MLS yeah. this weekend. You can actually see it tonight, or is it tonight? That's you, when the game is. Tonight? You can see tonight. Uh, the games I'm going to let people know to go see is tonight is uh, rivalry week on MLS. So the Dynamo is playing against FC Dallas tonight. And then they're going to be playing their real rival, rivals, really, uh, not just not connection-wise, but uh, team-wise. The Sporting KC is a big rivalry because we well, meet them in the playoffs yeah, a lot. every year, yeah. And it's so, so they're, they're right. the real to me. That's a real rivalry, uh, even though FC Dallas, of course, you know everyone hates Dallas or hates Houston, whatever. But so that's tonight, uh, and then this weekend, that's what's going on with the Dynamo playing Sporting KC on Saturday. Uh, other big games this weekend, of course, is going to be Liverpool versus Arsenal in England. That's going to be probably the big, probably the biggest game this weekend for uh, you know neutral fans out there who want to watch. So you good. actually have a game you want to watch? That's a, that's that, I knew I came this time for you. <laughs> the actual game to watch this weekend is Arsenal versus Liverpool, and then of course tonight it's going to be a fun game. So because there's always there's always a fight. FC, always. FC Dallas versus Dynamo. There's always a fight. Is that in Houston tonight? Or? I don't know. I didn't check. I just saw the rivalry week stuff and saw. I think the last one was in Houston, so I'm gonna probably guess this one's in yeah. Dallas. So. But all right, and I know we said we were going to talk some basketball here, but we're going to go on over to our uh, bottom of the hour break uh, here on Lone Star Community Community Radio. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. Uh, don't forget to like, post, ping, whatever, poke all the social media websites for uh, Jake from Sports Talk, Facebook, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, everything. Follow me, like me, and never miss me and my beautiful voice. We'll be right back here on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. 
Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- 647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, Yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. (laughs) Right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Welcome back to Jake from Scorch Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I'd like to thank uh, our, uh, our very talented station manager. He is, uh, we, we, we were kicking it with Dick on our soccer talk here on Lone Star Community Radio here on Jake from Sports Talk. He does everything, anything, uh, the desk that you see here. You built this desk, didn't you, Dick? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a craftsman. He started up this radio station all on his own. He's got two shows. He's a part of the Mornings with Lone Star that I was telling you about earlier, as well as uh, his talk show on Thursdays from 12 to 1, the Ticket Stub. Uh, become a stubby. Go follow them on uh, IRLoneStar.com, Facebook, and uh, all the other social media websites. Always, uh, always a fun listen. I like that show a lot, too. That you, I, I like your show and uh, uh, Nerd Thug Radio. If you get a chance to listen to Nerd Thug, I really enjoy Nerd Thug as well. So. They uh, they talk about just anything and everything goofy and nerdy, so that's good, it's good. But yes, we are. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. I am your host, Jake Lafleur. Uh, we're gonna get on to we we're gonna talk a little basketball last segment, but uh, the soccer talk was good, so we kept it going. So we're gonna quickly smush it in here with our NFL talk as well. So Kyrie uh, Irving traded away to Boston for guard Isaiah Thomas and forward Jay Crowder. And I think one other player, and then a future first-round draft pick. Um, implications NBA-wise, well, let's start smaller. Implications for the individual teams, Celtics and the Cavs. Cavs aren't—basically, um, uh, uh, this move is them admitting that, hey, look, we know LeBron James is leaving next year, and we're trying to do everything we can do now to prepare ourselves for the inevitable— you know, leaving of, of LeBron and uh, prepare for the, for the future. Getting that first round draft pick is going to be huge. Um, I I really don't think Isaiah Thomas is going to end up staying there after next year because um, he's going to want a max contract, and I don't think Cleveland's going to be willing to give him the max contract. Not with the moves that they're making right now. Um, the some of the other trades they've made, smaller trades, they've gotten some later round draft picks and stuff. They're they're going to really start to try to build for that future now that they know. Um, or basically now that they're admitting that they know that LeBron's going to leave. Now, on the other side, the other end of the deal, uh, as far as the Celtics goes, 
Uh, you're not getting any more help on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you're you're getting a similar score as far as production goes. They score differently. They're different style players, but production-wise, they about the same score. Um, the uh, the only thing I would say is Isaiah Thomas is a better team player, as where you know Kyrie Irving is more a self-made man. So with uh, Hayward there now, we'll see how that plays out. And the whole reason why Irving wanted to leave was he wanted to be the number one man. But Gordon Hayward was brought in to Boston to be the number one man. So I don't really understand why Irving, and I I know Kyrie didn't have a say in where he was going to get traded to, but I'm sure they went and said, hey, look, this kind of makes sense for us. Would you be happy with this? And they said yes. Now, I am proud of the Cleveland fans. Uh, No burning of the jersey uh, situation here this time. Yes, he was traded away, but just with the disgust and the anguish that has gone on, uh, between him and LeBron and him and the Cavs over the last month and a half to two months, uh, basically since the tr- basically since the draft, glad to see that the Cleveland fans kept it under control, didn't you know go rioting or anything like that this time because they absolutely lost it you know after the decision, and I, I guess that was what uh, 2012 that was a long time ago. So and LeBron sent out a nice little tweet you know being kumbaya esque as as LeBron likes to be you know, hiding his true emotions and feelings. But in all reality, who knows? These two players could end up together again within the next year to two years. And this could have all been an elaborate hoax to get Kyrie traded away in order to get rid of a few pieces here and there and to make some secret back-behind-the-door moves. And and speaking of behind-the-door moves, to quickly talk back a bit, again, I rushed through it earlier because we were running out of time on, on the break. The... Uh, Lakers situation with Magic Johnson and uh, the tampering charges that are being alleged by the Pacers, um, basically with Paul George prior to uh, his his announcement to the team of the Pacers that, hey, I want you to trade me because I'm going to be leaving in a year anyways— there's no the, the, what the Pacers are claiming is that they're saying, hey, look, you know, you told Paul George that, hey, look, you're going to come play for us in a year once you're a free agent. So why don't you go ahead and, and get traded out of there because it'll be an easier transition for us. It'll be a better year for you, yada, 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 whatever the case may be. What, what Where I have the hard part in, in finding out or in believing this story is that, yeah, maybe they chit-chatted, maybe they talked, but what what could... What could Magic have told him and said, hey, George, you know, why don't you go ahead and just leave the Pacers? It doesn't make a difference. He was going to be a free agent in a year anyways, and unless he got traded to the Lakers, it, what, there's no benefit to the Lakers at all in this situation because they were going to get him anyways, and, and, and Indiana was going to lose him anyways. So if anything, the Lakers did him a favor and said, hey, look, why don't you go ahead and trade him away, and you can at least get something back for him. Now, it, it's not... You know the Lakers' fault that Indiana made a terrible trade for him. You know that that's that's the Pacers' fault altogether. So I don't. And then on on in addition to all that, there's no way you can prove this. I mean, you're talking about a conversation that happened behind closed doors, not on not on a phone conversation, not over message of any sort. So good luck. You're not going to be able to prove it. All right, on to the NFL talk now. The NFL's number one public enemy number one. Mr. Roger Goodell found out that his future 
is a little more secure over the weekend. He is in the works. It hasn't been finalized yet, but it's it's going to happen. And getting a five-year extension. Now, uh, he his current contract runs uh, up to 2019. So if he gets a five-year extension, it'll run up to 2024. Uh, the, the big deal about this is that uh, when you hit that 2021 year, that's when the CBA is up. In response to basically all of what was announced that Roger Goodell was going to get that five-year extension, you had the NFL's Player Association uh, president, and I'm blanking on his name right now, he came out and he said that, uh, yeah, look, we're going to have a lockout. There's going to be another lockout. It's inevitable. Uh, the NFL doesn't care about anything, you know, doesn't care about our players, doesn't care about their safety, their, their you know, future after the NFL. Um, and, and it's just, it, and so he's basically saying, look, if you're not going to treat our players and our association with respect, then I guarantee you you're going to have a lockout. And with, with Roger Goodell getting the extension, it's going to happen. So uh, DeMarcus Smith, or, Demi, or no, no, Eric Winston, that's what it is. Eric Winston, that's that's the president of the NFL's Players Association. And he, he's not wrong, Mr. Winston isn't, in that, uh, you know, you saw players get gypped out of their deal, their contract deal last time around, and in the last uh, negotiations. Uh, they didn't get everything they were promised. They didn't get every, all the benefits they were supposed to get. And a lot of the uh, retired players now are... Uh, they're 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 seeing more of the the negative consequences from it. The concern is is that they're basically calling for a change right here right now, and you're not going to get a change right here right now because Goodell has no reason to to make the change, and the players aren't going to go on strike now because why would they? They did a poll, they or they did a, a test. They average player. Two out of five are going to be still in the NFL that are currently in it right now in 2021. So that means three fifths of your league will be gone. It'll be you'll have that much of a turnover. So why would the players now strike? It doesn't make any sense. They lose out on money for a senseless cause, right? I mean, now granted they could be helping their future, you know, NFL players, but yeah, who thinks about future, right? Uh, <laughs> but no, so Goodell is. Getting that extension that's that's a big that's a big deal and and when twenty twenty one comes around, uh, I think we thought there was a bad lockout the last time around. I think we actually only played ten regular season games or eleven regular season games that year, maybe maybe twelve. I I, I think it was ten or eleven though. Um, I think we're gonna see a potential full season because of the voices that are out in the NFL now. Uh, the players are so much more vocal about you know issues of all sorts. Um, I, I think the 2021 lockout is going to be one for the history books and not just in the NFL's concern, but you know, all leagues wide. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the, uh, college football AP poll first top 25 coming out, uh, came out this past weekend. Um, uh, we're going to go through a, uh, real or fake segment to tell you whether or not these are real rankings or not. So. Stay tuned to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur. We'll be back. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, a Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. 
Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Hey guys, I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3 and check out our website, nerdthugradio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m., hashtag talking nerdy to you. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget to follow the show, to like the show, to subscribe to the show on all of the various social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, iTunes. Uh, I think that's all of them. Go to uh, IRLoneStar.com and check out the show page there. All the links are there, everything you can find on there, or you can go and look up uh, and on all of, on all of those websites at Jake from Sports Talk. Very simple, very straightforward. If you want to get involved in the show during the show, live on the show, yell at me during the show, whatever you would like to do, you can message me on Facebook at Jake from Sports Talk or send me an email at Jake from Sports Talk at gmail.com. All right, so like I said before we went to break, uh, we're going to talk about the first AP Top 25 release for college football. And uh, and to just basically kind of get into this a little bit here. So, like I said, the first games are coming up this Saturday, uh, August 26th. We got Oregon State uh, versus Colorado State. Not very interesting. Portland State versus BYU. Not very interesting. Hawaii versus UMass. Not very interesting. USF versus San Jose State. Now, the only reason why this is slightly interesting is because USF is actually ranked this year at number 19. And we'll get to that here in a second. Number 14, Stanford, is at Rice uh, to open up the year. I may actually go see that just so I can say, just so I can go see Stanford because that's that's always a fun team to go play. And then from there, it, it's the start of the football season. Uh, the following Thursday, so a week from tomorrow, August 31st, uh, yeah, it, there's just a slew of games from you know the 31st through the 5th through the 2nd and everything like that. Um, the Not this Saturday, but next Saturday we will have – BYU versus LSU here in Houston at um, NRG Stadium. I almost called it Reliant. NRG Stadium. I will be attending that, so that'll be a lot of fun. So, all right, top 25, number one, Alabama. Yeah, no surprise there. And actually, there's no surprise in the top three. So, one, Alabama, two, Ohio State, and number three, Florida State. If 
I were to be a betting man and you said, all right, you can pick between uh, one of these three teams to win the national championship or you can take the field. I would pick one of these three teams. Uh, th- and the reason being is because there's gonna it's going to be a hard year for a lot of these teams. A lot of teams are rebuilding. Um, a lot of conferences are kind of down this year. So uh, Alabama, Ohio State, and Florida State have a lot of returning players, and they've got the coaching staff and everything. And, I, I, you know, I really I think Michigan at number 11 will get down to them. I think Michigan at number 11 is getting a little um, – a little slighted here. I think I think Harbaugh is a better coach than that. And I know they lost a lot of seniors last year, or not seniors, but a lot of people to the draft, a lot of players to the draft. I think they're going to be better than, than where they're at at number 11. So number one, check. Number two, Ohio State, check. Number three, Florida State, check. Number four, we're getting to our first, uh, USC. No, thank you. Get out of here. We do this every year. We throw USC at the top 10, and we're like, oh, my goodness, they're going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. No, no, come on. They haven't been good since Pete Carroll left and um, <laughs> blanking on his name, cheated and won the Heisman Trophy. I don't want to hear it. Stop. No nonsense. Clemson. Uh, that's a hard sell at number five just because you're having to replace a big-time quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm not going to throw a big X on it, but I'm going to throw an X on it. I want to see... Uh, I want to see what that offense is without Deshaun Watson. So um, Penn State, excited to hear and to see Penn State in the top six. Uh, I don't think they're going to remain in the top six as the year goes on, um, but I do believe they'll be in the top um, the top ten. I, I think they'll drop back a few spots. They've got, I mean, the Big the Big 12 is, is pretty tough, and it's, it's not an easy conference, especially when you got Ohio State in there, and I don't think Penn State's better than Ohio State. Um but I'm glad to see that Penn State's making a return since the Joe Pa era. Glad to see that they've uh, they've overcome their their sanctions. Oklahoma, same thing as the USC situation. No, 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 no. Get them out of here. I don't want them up there. Uh, they, they're losing their coach. They're losing uh, their starting running back and two wide receivers from last year's class. No, their offense is not going to be as dynamic as what it was. And I like instead the number 10 team, Oklahoma State, to finish up above Oklahoma this year. Washington, our first Pac-12 team, very interesting there. Nobody cares about Pac-12 football, so I'm sorry, not that's not our first. USC, obviously, is our first Pac-12. I can't tell you a thing about Washington other than uh, their coach used to coach for uh, Boise State. So that's about the extent of that. Um, I can't. I don't know how good they're going to be. If I had to take a guess, they're probably overranked because Pac-12 is not as good, um, not as strong of a conference, but I'll leave them as a equal sign, I guess would be our other equivalent. Um, Wisconsin, I like it. Number nine, Wisconsin's got a great ground, ground, uh, ground game. Oklahoma state. I like it. Number 10. I think they're actually going to move up Michigan. I like it. Number 11. I think they're going to move up Auburn. Gus Malzahn has fooled a lot of people and has done you know, a great job at smoke and mirror games. I think he's, I don't think they're going to be that good this year. I think he's gone and I think he's done uh, before the end of the season as well. So sorry, Gus, but bye-bye. Uh, LSU, I, I, I don't like it 13. That's way too high for them. Um, they do this to us every year as well. They're another one of those, those teams that, ooh, glitz and glamour, look at us. We're going to be so good. We've got an awesome running back. 
uh, we don't have a quarterback still, so or at least one that we're confident in. Um, and this is first year under O. I'm hoping to be, you know, proven wrong and pleasantly surprised. But I, I got to imagine this is going to be another eight and four team. So, you know, that's I, I'm putting an X on them. I'm moving them down. Stanford, um, they lost some some uh, big players on the defensive side of the ball, more so than on the offensive side, even though they did lose McCaffrey. Um, but I, again, it's the Pac-12. I mean, who knows anything about the Pac-12 unless you live in California There's or Oregon or Washington. So, and I guess Colorado, but they don't really care about football. They're just... They're high up there in the mountains. So uh, <laughs> moving on to Georgia, again, another one of those teams that uh, I, I think at 15, Georgia at 15, I'm going to probably leave or drop down. They'll be in the top 20. But again, it's another one of those teams where it's just the SEC, so we're going to throw them up there. Um, are they better than probably the, the average team? Yes, but I don't think they're they're going to end up with three losses on the year. And, and especially – that entire um, SEC West, or sorry, SEC East, they're going to end up with with three losses, two or three losses. You're going to have a two-loss team probably win uh, the SEC West or uh, the SEC East this year. Um, Louisville got a lot of lot of uh, hype coming in there after uh, um, all the Heisman talk and everything last year, and and we'll see how their offense does. Um, I'm going to leave them as a check mark or an equal sign, leave them right there where they're at. they are at at 16, 17. Florida, I think Florida is actually going to be better than this this year. And I think Florida is going to be your winner of the SEC East. So I'm going to put them a check and move them up. Miami, um, I like where they're at. 18 is good, solid, leaving them. South Florida, 19. That, that's killer to see South Florida in there at number 19. I know nothing about South Florida. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about them. We're going to leave them where they're at. I'm going to assume the AP knows what they're talking about, but most likely they don't. Kansas State, Big Ten, lots of offense, no defense. Uh, I, I'm, I, I, They're too unpredictable. They're too hard to judge. I'm going to leave as an equal sign. Virginia Tech, kind of sort of uh, the same situation over there in the ACC. I like to see them up there, though. Number 21, that's awesome. That's great for them. Um, I'm going to leave them there perfect right there. 22, West Virginia, same thing, but I'm going to kick them up. I like them this year. Their offense is going to be back this year. Texas at number 23. Uh, do we think it's going to be Tom Herman effect that quickly? I don't know. They got they got a lot of, you know, junk left over from last year. I don't, I don't think they're going to finish in the top 25 this year. So let's not. Now, now, listen, Texas fans, that doesn't mean you have to go scrutinizing Tom Herman right away. Give the man a chance to breathe, all right? Washington State, Pac-12, who knows, who cares? Um, I'm going to leave them where they're at at an equal sign. Tennessee, they're probably properly ranked at number 25. Um, who knows where they'll finish up. All right, that was a lot of games and <laughs> a lot of teams. Top 25 right there. Don't forget to follow the show, guys. Like it, bing it, everything on all the social media. At Jake from Sports Talk, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, um, Facebook, all that good stuff. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, send me your your feedback. Email me on our, at Jake from Sports Talk at gmail.com or on Facebook. Don't forget to uh, check out the IRLoneStar.com uh, website and find out what all IR Lone Star has to offer as a studio. It's wonderful, guys. This is Lone Star Community Radio. 
uh, 104.5, 106.1 worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. This has been Jake from Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur. You have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye, guys. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.